Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Back once again with Johnny and Sky returning from his, uh, well, from America, which we'll be going into in a moment. Um, what We're going to be talking, obviously, a lot about the first 2023 NFL UK game that happened this weekend, just gone. The Atlanta Falcons going up against Jacksonville Jaguars. But obviously, Sky has been in the land of the free, as they call it, and the, the birthplace of the game that we all love and why we make this podcast and why we write our articles and why we debate and why we play fantasy and why we bet more than likely. Um, and he's been to two, uh, I'd like to say fantastic games, but fantastic <laughs> venues, been to two really nice venues. Um, but he's going to tell us all about the games that he's seen over in America and his excursion over there. Um, Sky, Johnny, welcome. Firstly, we'll kick off with the UK game that happened this weekend, just gone with the Jacksonville Jaguars, going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Um a final score that is completely escaping me now of seven to Atlanta Falcons and Jacksonville Jaguars 23. Not the closest contest we wanted, Johnny. We were very lucky to be in uh, in media this time for the game, which will be at Spur- both the Spurs games as well. So make sure you go and come and chat to us at uh, both the Spurs games. Um, we were vaguely hoping for a close contest before the game when we were talking amongst each other and amongst other people in media. Uh not quite the close game we anticipated. Yeah, I think we um, beforehand we were we were um and ah and who to back to be honest. It was quite. A, I thought we thought it was going to be quite a close sort of matchup. Two teams who I think had a bit of a point to prove in in London after so uh, so starts. But yeah, the atmosphere was was unreal. From you know, uh, not just the Jaguars fans who. I think for the I've you know, been to watch the Jaguars a few times now in London. I'd say Sunday was the the loudest I've heard the the, the Jags uh, roar um, since you know with with um, with uh, I've been seeing them. So and the, you know there was a lot of Falcons fans as well at the pubs beforehand. Um, all in all, just a, a, a brilliant atmosphere. But uh, but yeah, on the field it was a bit of a different story. I think the the Jaguars dominated um, with an impressive. Um, offensive display and the, the defense was able to just shut down um, Desmond Ridder. Um, you know there were a lot of impressive, um, impressive performances from players on both sides of the fields. Um, we 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 could not get enough of uh, every time Bijan Robinson touched the ball. Um, he was always going to do something, but yeah, it wasn't to be for for him. Um, but yeah, the Jags fully deserved the victory, and I'm sure they'll be. Um, you know, looking forward to to the Bills next week at, at Tottenham Stadium, uh, which yeah should be a real clash of two titans in the AFC. I, I agree, and uh, one that the bunking theory that everyone's been saying online, which I will uh, address, is a lot of criticism about empty seats. Um, a lot of I have to admit, looking online, there was a lot of tickets available. Obviously. The ticketing issues have been a massive topic of discussion for the NFL UK community for, for what feels like a long time now. I have to admit, I've never had problems getting tickets. That's not because I'm, you know, luckily we've got, got media this year and it's been very, a very nice privilege to us to have. But this is the first year we've had it. Every year I've bought tickets. I've got in queues like everyone else. Three of us have. I've got in queues like everyone else and been online and, and been waiting. Um, and there was still tickets available. There was a massive narrative of all the empty seats. And I, I felt that was unfair um there was definitely empty seats in the higher tiers i have to admit that that was probably a little bit of of, of tickets being coming available but my point to you johnny on the day was um you know if things come around life happens like you know people had to come make it because of all sorts of stuff 
um, you know, at work and, and, and things like that. And also we have to remember that the train strike was was heavily influencing the day as well. I mean, there was still, I nipped outside at one point and there were still people coming in halfway through the first quarter and even towards, even towards the end of the half, really, there were still people just turning up, which I don't think we can fault people for what is a national thing at the minute with the train strikes and tube strikes and whatnot happening around London. So that was just one thing I wanted to sort of touch on just for people, because I think there's an unfair narrative that there isn't support in this country maybe for the sport. And I don't think that is, is correct. I think there's a massive amount of, of, of support here. I do think ticketing pricing is an issue, but I think that's a, a worldwide across sports in general. I don't think you can necessarily call that NFL. You buy a ticket to Arsenal, to Chelsea, to, to Man City. I mean, I, I'm going to potentially go to BC less to be QPR, the QPR ground. That's 30 quid for an away ticket. I'm very lucky I'm able to, to, to afford that but you know a lot of people aren't aren't as lucky we're in a very much a crisis in this country at the minute and um not that we ever get that political or topical of these sort of things on this show but i just thought it'd be interesting for people to see maybe our our point of view on it um scott did you watch any of the game over in america did you catch the highlights or anything was that was it a big topic of conversation for people in america the london game the first thing or I was did just going to say pass was, them by like ships in the night. I think it's sort of passed by. The first I was going to say, Jets Patriots. If it makes any UK fans feel better, there were empty seats because of the weather. With you mm. know, it's basically flood there now. So I think there's just general impact with um, ticketing, depending on many factors, and also the fact that everyone knew it probably wasn't going to be that exciting of a game once mm. they saw how bad the weather was. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. It was. It was still. We still had almost mm-hmm. eighty six thousand fans on 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 Sunday, which is. An incredible amount of people. You know, Wembley holds 90,000, so that's almost a sellout. Um, and, you, you know, that the, if you put Wembley in, in into America, um, it's automatically one of the biggest stadiums for an NFL game. And, um, you know, the record's, I think, just just over 86,000. So it's probably one of the most, the best supported, you know, games that there's been. And obviously, you know, that take your point about the, the empty seats and particularly people leaving towards the end because of the dead rubber. Well, in effect, what the fourth quarter was a bit of a dead rubber. But um, the atmosphere was, was was incredible. And I think UK fans can be incredibly proud of, um, you know, what um, what they did. We saw, you know, teams and, and shirts from, from all over the, the country, people coming down who weren't even going to the game just to soak up the atmosphere, people who'd never watched the NFL so it's certainly growing, and obviously, you know, with, with with Tottenham as well agreeing to more games over the next decade, um, I think that's you know the 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 game of the ground, which um, I think is you know going to be really associated with with the league um, in the next few years. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing um, what what the yeah what's going to happen at, at Tottenham because um, yeah the, the the support for the NFL, I think, is 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 at a, a, an all time all time high, and it's you know obviously difficult <laughs> having all the get you know the games um, largely being overseas. But uh, yeah, I think we're in a good place. Sorry, Sky, I uh, no, no, completely tilted. <laughs> like you said, people leave the Cowboys Patriots game. Cowboys are up by. I know we'll touch upon it later. Um, me going to that game, obviously, just happening last week. But people are leaving in the third quarter because Dallas are up. They want to get home, or they want to head over to local bars. Patriots fans have had enough because they've done the long journey. So there's many different factors on the day. If you could take a picture of any image and just say, oh, look, London fans not turning up, whatever. But from my experience here with the game, a lot of people were up early. A lot of people were saying that, would I be used to getting up early to watch and explain that it's usually actually a bit later, which I probably prefer. 
um, had a, I don't know if I should, I won't go into too much detail, but was at a TCU game on Saturday. So let's say I missed the first half of the Jags and Falcons. Uh, <laughs> but I was hoping for, I think, was it 2014 when the Falcons lost to the Lions by like uh, a point? I thought we might get a similar game to that. I thought it was going to be close. I know from what I saw, B. John Robinson looked good, but it always seemed like the Jags were in control. Um, and I think people in America coming off of that game, people were sort of uh, starting to respect the Jags a bit more in the sense that it seemed like they were coming over at first more as a, of a, a novelty. And, you know, oh, it's only Jacksonville going to London. Whereas I think now there's a bit more of a respect that they're helping grow the game internationally. Um, there's obviously a lot more buying when you've got someone like Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback. He seems to have an efficient game. Um, and also when you've got a Super Bowl head-winning coach, you know, I think they're really flying the flag internationally and that's great to see and also great to see them win as well. Um, we'll see if they can back it up against the Bills because obviously they're coming off of a impressive, impressive win. I think everyone's super excited for Sunday. Um, but yeah, all in all, I think my experience here is everyone's sort of rooting for the Jags in the same way that we are. You know, they respect what they're doing internationally yeah. and we root for them because they're sort of our second home team. So it's nice to see. Yeah, I mean, you made, both of you made some really fantastic points. I will go a bit more game-centric there. I've got stats in front of me. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, 30 for 23, 207 yards, a touchdown. And it's not easy reading on the other side. Ridder, 31 for 19, <laughs> 191 yards and a touchdown. Um, we said it in the ground, Johnny. He could not string a pass together. It was... Was it Ridder's fault or did this Jacksonville defence turn up? Because I felt like there was a mixture of both. I mean, we even joked around at halftime that potentially we might be seeing Taylor Heineke come out because it was just, he just couldn't string anything together. I don't, I, I, I do have probably the, the quarter by quarter breakdown in the stats, but I, of what his completions were post half time, mm. but it felt like, I, I could I would go as far as saying this this is probably really stretching it. He didn't complete ten passes in the first half. Mm. Uh, I mean, it was I, I can't remember his first completion. It took it took uh, a, a while for the 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 Falcons to, to to get anywhere on offense really. And the the, the weapon uh, we spoke about Robinson uh, was the only thing I think positive. <laughs> sorry, 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 um, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've, just, I've just found the first half stats and he only made nine completions. How many of them were to, to Robinson? <laughs> um, four. Four. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, four I mean, yeah, we, we joke quite, quite a bit. I mean, you know, I think talking about it seriously, it's it's, it's really disappointing to see that, that Ritter is... Heading in the, you know, the, the, the you know, the, obviously you're you're putting faith in in a quarterback, and it's it's not working. He's yet to truly elate the offense off. Um, you know, I think coming up to about ten, um, uh, ten starts uh, in the league, and um, with you know the, the teammates that he has around in the weapons, you know, Cal Pitts not not getting involved at all, and yeah. It, it, the Falcons have some some real talent on on offense, um, and the thing that's that seemingly let them down on um, on on Sunday was was the quarterback play. Um, you know, I th like you say, I think the the Jags defense um, was really impressive, um, made some great plays, 
um, particularly you know swarming the the options for for Ridder. Um, obviously, the pick six was a, a, a real game changing moment uh, in a sense that it, it, it sort of um, you know clarified that the, the Jags' dominance and Atlanta were never able to to recover. I think there was a, a little bit of a resurgence um, late in the third quarter um, uh, with the touchdown uh, and the near miss to, uh, to 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 Drake London, but. Yeah, unfortunately, it was, a, it was a real day to forget for Drake Lund, uh, for for um, uh, for Desmond Ridder, and I I think Taylor Heineke would have given them, you know, I wouldn't say he is the type of quarterback that can you know lead, you know, a type of comeback which the Falcons needed on on um, on Sunday, but certainly someone who's you know a lot more competent and make them I think a little bit. Uh, more grittier, and I don't think he has the same mistakes that that, that Riddick clearly, you know, um, uh, personified on, on on Sunday. But um, yeah, I, th- I can I can see a change potentially coming in the next couple of weeks if if the Falcon, if you know the the the, the stats um, don't improve, they are two and two, so you know technically they are still in with a good chance in um, what is quite you know weak but competitive AFC, uh, NFC South. Um, but yeah, on Sunday it was a, a really disappointing day out, and uh, yeah, really needs to improve for Steam. Like you said there, Johnny. Sorry, with two and two with Ridder. I mean, they're two and two, so they've not exactly been bad. And our Patriots, Jets, Zach Wilson, the whole week here, the media were giving him so much mm-hmm. stick. And look how good he was against the Chiefs. They've travelled to London. You know, he's a young yeah. guy. Maybe next week he bounces back against Houston. They're three and two. You don't know. It's week to week, so yeah. as obviously you guys saw the first. Maybe half, I'm being I'm being a bit yeah. harsh. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm usually the harsh with that, but you know it just shows that in a week if they have another bad game, then it will be right. There's weapons on this team. Let's change quarterback. If they're three mm-hmm. and two, it's like well, actually, maybe there's a bit of a bounce back there. But um, either way, the Falcons have obviously got a bright future. Got some bright players. Also on Kyle Pitts, I think I should trade him now. From yeah, what I've seen, yeah, I think something's not right there. I, I think that's 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 a lot of my thinking as well behind Ritter is because of the youth, the talent like like Pitts and and London who are, you know, getting further down the line on their their rookie deals, um, and have just not shown anything to what they were sort of expected to. Is Ritter the problem to that? Always poor quarterback play for the Falcons uh, the, to to blame. I don't know, but yeah, something needs to change. And unfortunately for for Kyle Pitts and I think for all parties, it just seems that. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, keeping him around is, is, is just detrimental to um, the player and, and, and the team's sort of prospects. Can I throw one thing at you, Freddie, just to sneak in? I've been waiting to say this because I haven't been on. Are you ready? I told you Tampa would be good. <laughs> <laughs> I got laughed at when we did our really boring preview. Uh, the Buccaneers are here. I don't know if they're going to be there all the way, though. But I, uh, God, you've really, you've really, you really threw a spanner works and you've really thrown me off kilter. I like, had my next thing for me in my head, and now I'm like, oh, I don't know how upset yeah, you were. Okay, yeah. <laughs> when I said bacon Baker, I remember I you being I like, just, I just don't like Baker. I just don't like Baker. It's not like I dislike the books. I just don't like Baker. Uh, one person at the, to the point I was going to make before uh, the the books started interrupting me. Um, one person who didn't disappoint was uh, B. John Robinson. And that was definitely the big thing that everyone was looking forward to before the game. 105 yards, no touchdowns, unfortunately, but also um, 
32 yards on the ground as well. I'm oh, sorry, in passing as well. Um, I thought he was just sensational. It just he so clearly the game plan they should be going with. And Algier didn't have the greatest games, you know, only 16 yards on seven carries. But that so works for Tampa. For Tampa. Oh, Tampa's ruining this section. That <laughs> 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 <It> clearly works. <laughs> Atlanta. <laughs> well, books on the brain now. Um, that so works for them. Like he is just, he's just in sensation. And I, I, I got him hyped up a lot to me prior to the draft. Like Andrew specifically was saying about how much of game change talent he's going to be in. I think a lot of players have been hyped up like that to me, and I've. Najee Harris being someone that's sort of not really showing what I was sort of like sold really when he was when he was drafted. But Bijan is man, that guy's a dude. Like he was just he was the one encouraging thing for the Atlanta Falcons that whole game. And you could tell in the stadium people were well excited to see him and, and really interested on both sides of the fans, really, I think. Um, but we've got to get our flowers to the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And actually, we've got to get our flowers to one guy in particular because we interviewed him only a couple of months ago, and that was Josh Allen. And he promised us sacks in London, and he delivered. He got three sacks on the day. And he he that Jags D-line needed this sort of game because that's the bit the sort of question mark over them in this season so far is we know they've got a good defence. We know they've got a pretty decent defence, and if our players can really come to play, then we're going to have a, a, a great defence. And they've really not performed all that well in the start of the season. And Josh Allen just led this defense didn't he? I mean I know Darius Williams got the the, the, the three interceptions on uh, sorry two interceptions on the day but I felt like the pressure on Ritter is what was the deciding factor I suppose yeah massively he had a, had a huge game I think uh yeah the, the first sack in the, the the first half I recalled in yeah that's um that's our guy and just continued throughout three sacks um and a forced fumble didn't he I think you know let his let his at least team defensive effort. Um and yeah, he yeah, like I say, led from the front. I thought the the, the Jags defense was 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 incredible. I can't believe that um that Baisha Robinson got a hundred yards. It it felt like every time um you know the a running back in RG you mentioned had a had a poor game, but the pressure that they were able to get um um in the in the in the rushing game I think was was clear for all to see it just took a generational talent like like Robinson to uh, sort of evade that. I think with anyone else, um those rushing numbers were would have been a lot lower. So I think the yeah, I think the the um the rush defense um was good and obviously um we saw you know Ridder being picked off three times. And I think yeah, the 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 Jags I think in 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 all are just thriving on on being here. I think um, Josh Allen mentioned it in the post game uh, press conference that they are you know really excited to be here for you know four weeks. The first time that that's happened, playing back to back um, and staying you know for for um, uh, you know that sort of period of time. Um, and yeah, I think really sort of galvanizing the the, the British feel and the British excitements um, for the NFL. Um, and yeah, the players players are just uh, are just loving it. And um, yeah, I'm expecting another big big game from a, a big a big name player from the Jags next week. I think uh, yeah, I think they're in a, a a good spot after a so so start. With you know we we build them up very highly. I think at the the, the start of the season and in pre season. And uh, yeah, I think slowly but surely they are they're getting back on track. Trevor Lawrence had a good game as well. Um, I think his rushing ability has been you know, very um, uh, 
um, almost swept under the carpet. He's, you know, he's a real athlete, and it was clear to see, you know, from the sort of ground level where we were, um, you know, how how good he is with his feet. So, yeah, good uh, feeling, good about the Jags, um, and excited to see them against the Bills. Well, it was a really fun first game, debut game of the 2023 season in London. We will be at Tottenham for the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Buffalo Bills. Me and Sky will be there. Uh, it was really nice seeing a lot of familiar faces around the games um, this time. We hope to see familiar familiar faces again. Um, I know I didn't speak to a lot of people that I saw around because we were trying to get to the game and stuff. And uh it was a bit on a time limit, I suppose, but we'll try and chat to a load more people at the games coming up this weekend. But it, yeah, dropped a message. I had a few DMs on the day saying like, you know, that and everything like that. So always feel free to do that. We always love talking football. And if, you know, you're interested in doing more within this podcast, maybe you want a platform to do that or, or on off grid as well. And then more than happy to take any messages and DM us. And uh, yeah, it's bringing that good, good British support to the Tottenham ground. It'll be really good for um sky you've had a lovely holiday you've been doing things that only we mere normal people could dream of you've been jet setting you've been having fun you tried to see Messi, but that didn't work out did it I know. um how's your trip been it's been great tiring uh, that sorry that makes it sound so you know I, I don't know how these guys do the traveling all the time and actually play. <laughs> play that sounds like you're about to break up with somebody. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, New, I think New York is uh, for anyone who's been and, you know, it's, it's like any big city, right? And that's not me dismissing it. New York is great. But the weather, I, we just brought the weather with us from London. The Patriots Jets game, though, was great because I'd never, you know, tailgating is such a big thing in America. But I feel like I would say American uh, people and fans are very friendly, but sometimes because in like in the UK, we more stick to our groups with our football. You go to the pub with your mates and you go to the ground together. And it was my first real experience of there's a guy I met um, during a playoff game over in London uh, years ago. And he basically just started speaking to some guys next to us who were all from Boston. Let us use their grill. We're all there in the rain. People handed out ponchos, even though the weather was awful. It was great. It was a great experience. Um, so I love that game more so than obviously the Cowboys game, not just because we got destroyed, but honestly, if you ever go that screen, I don't know how big it is, 200, 500 inches, people pay for a ticket. They watch the screen more than the field because it's that big. It was mad. And really? yeah, like and, and the punter almost hit it on one of them. I can't remember the Cowboys punter's name just gone from my head, but. He almost kicked, hit the screen, and I'm thinking, bloody hell. So I was just trying to fixate on the field. But everyone else was just sort of like, yeah, just there. But, you know, who am I to criticise Jerry Jones and the way he's uh, set up AT&T Stadium? It's still a fantastic stadium. Um, if you ever go to Dallas, they don't really tailgate. I think I said this to you by text, Freddie. They go to a place called Texas Live. Maybe it's because it's 34 degrees plus all the time, and there's all, like, bars there and food. Um, so I got to have some nice beef brisket, some, you know, Tex-Mex. That was cool. Watched some of the games before the Cowboys destroyed us. And, yeah, got to see Matt Jones get benched, which was um, probably the right call um, to, to save face. But, yeah, wasn't, wasn't the – it's the first time I saw the Patriots lose, guys. I've seen us twice in London against the Bucks and the Rams years ago, both wins. 
uh, saw the 4340 at Gillette years ago against the Chiefs, went to MetLife before, then had that one. So I guess it was due a loss at some point. But apparently it's the biggest loss in Belichick's, um, in the Belichick era. I saw on TV yesterday. So wow. great. Oh, yeah. I can add that to the, I can say I was there for that. Great. <laughs> now I'm sure as a Jets fan, Johnny's itching to uh, to know about how his his team looked in New York and uh, and and that game. Though it wasn't this weekend, just got it the weekend before. Um, I mean, do you want to do you two want to chat about that? that I mean, yeah, I'd love to. Obviously, well, the the Jets have there's a, there's been a little you know uh, renaissance of bit of positivity after their showing against the the Chiefs. The but... defense is great, Johnny. Sorry to check, like honestly, even live. So impressive. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Because, well, that, I mean, that game from watching it, you know, just from, uh, you know, on Red Zone last week, <laughs> obviously, you know, the, the, the main, the main spectacle was how poor Zach was and, you know, the, the, you know, both offenses weren't really clicking, but, but yeah, I, it's, uh, yeah, I'm sure it was a, a, a great day out for you. Just so, I mean, we were laughing at Zach Wilson, and I hate to say that, but in the crowd, even Jets fans were making. And I'd kind of, when there was that final drive and there was a Hail Mary or the two drives before, I was like, this could be like, it's gonna sound over exaggerated. I was like, this could be career defining if he could beat the Patriots here. So then, before the game on Sunday, after we come out the Cowboys Patriots game, I'm thinking this could also be one like if they can somehow beat the Chiefs, and he was making some. I know obviously I'm going away from the game I saw live, but we're, we're talking about week four as well. I think he looked so good. There was somewhere receivers messed up more than him. Mm. He moved well He in the pocket. He could have been sacked a couple of times. And obviously for me, I don't know how you guys felt about this. That was a pretty soft call at the end. The, the pick that got overturned for Mahomes. I'm thinking mm. the Jets could have won this. Um, so there's still a lot to take away from that. And it just shows, like I was saying before, a lot can change in a week, right? Because yeah. like I said, Patriots fans were laughing at Zach Wilson last week. Yeah. And then I liked Mahomes giving his props to Wilson as well in the, the post game. I think not enough players do that, especially at the quarterback position. Um, so it was quite nice of him to talk Zach up because he's taken a lot of criticism. And I think the Jets can be slightly optimistic now. Mm. I don't know, Johnny, how you feel, but I feel like there's there's some life there. Some yeah, really right now. I think so. I think I think overall offensively as well, because against the Patriots, we saw hardly any of um, uh, of Brees Hall. A lot of mm. Dalvin Cook has been very poor, um, and I think you know a lot of changes Nathaniel Hackett put into this week made you know that suited Wilson um, on our on our um, rushing attack. I think just 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 helped out. We looked pretty shady against the Cowboys and um, and the Patriots. So. Um, yeah, I think that's you know obviously very positive. I don't want to focus too much on the Jets because there's so much to talk about your your Patriots as well. But uh, I don't know how you're feeling about Mac Jones. Doesn't look like he's the guy. What do you what do you want to see for the rest of the season? Obviously, bench after coming in. Do you want to <laughs> see you rolling with him for the rest of the year? Is that your Get Caleb. I mean, obviously, being here, I don't watch as many college games as ever, but on the Saturday, I got and I'm like, holy crap, he is good. I mean, really, yeah, like watching the full game, like he's the real deal. I don't oh, know. Bill doesn't strike me as a tanking man. That's all. I'm no. Um, well, the thing that sucked the most from the loss to the Cowboys is Christian Gonzalez got injured. Um, his family was actually two rows ahead of us, and loads of people were like going to check if Christian Gonzalez was all right. 
even Cowboys fans after. Like, it seems like he's out indefinitely. Um, Judon was hurt. And I mean, our team is built on on defence. So to lose, and obviously Gonzalez is only a rookie and Judon, well, is the main man. I think that's two star players gone. Um, and in America yesterday, they were saying, what was the one of the shows said? Said, if you want a game to bounce back, which team would you pick to play against right now? And they all picked the Patriots. So I was like, bloody hell, this is a change in time. I was like, this, we're now the laughing stock of the NFL. <laughs> Even below the Cardinals. So, um, all the Broncos. Yeah. Well, the Bears let them, they gave them a win, didn't they? Feeling generous. Yeah, but, my, but Miami smashed them. Yeah, I, I felt like that I, your game I, felt like I drank too much. I didn't believe that they actually put up 70 until the next day. I was, yeah, that was crazy. But in, in terms of what I want from the Patriots, I don't know. I feel like we're going to be in the same scenario as last season now in terms of he's put Zappi in. Maybe that's the right thing because Daniel Jones last night doesn't get benched and he is being tormented all game. So I think Belichick did the right thing protecting Jones there because the game was done. Um, he said he's going to be a starter going forward. Let's see what happens. But I think when uh, it sounds like I have any excuse to talk bad about Daniel Jones here, there's just certain teams, right, where you know that quarterback's not the long-term answer. I don't think Matt Jones is a bad quarterback. I don't think... Daniel Jones got the rushing upside. I mean, even the commentary last night, they were like, oh, his best thing is his legs. I was like, oh, that's great to say about a quarterback. Regardless of what the point I'm getting to is, we've got a good team, got the greatest head coach of all time, but something needs to be done at the quarterback position eventually. He's not going to throw the towel in, like you said, Johnny, but next year there needs to be some sort of address, wherever it's mm-hmm. a stopgap in free agency um, or drafting someone else, which is a shame for Mac because... I think he looked good in the first two weeks. I hope he bounces back, but it's really like put up or shut up for him now. So we'll see how he bounces back against the Saints. And finally, just because I know you've got to head off because you've got to get out of your Airbnb, you're on a time limit, you've got a flight to get. Um, what's the general feeling around Dallas about the Cowboys' chances this year? Because they've really come out of the blocks. And I can imagine in Dallas, that's probably they think they've won the Super Bowl already. I wish I wore my Romo jersey to fit in instead of my Matt Jones jersey. <laughs> um, they are all on the Super Bowl hype train. Like, and to be honest, with um, Diggs getting injured for the season, I thought, I thought, oh, we've got a chance to get to secondary here. Their secondary looked good. And I was like, oh, crap. So I think... The general feeling that everybody was saying is, weirdly enough, not worried about the Eagles. I think similar to what Jerry Jones was saying, it's the Niners. They're all hyped up for this Niners game now next week. I think the general feeling is that could be a preview of the NFC title game. Uh, probably the only team that they, they're probably feeling that will beat them if they stay healthy. Um, but yeah, I guess the Cowboys are probably like this most years. But I, you know, you know, I'm one person who usually talks them up. I feel like from what I've seen live, a Dak does put his receivers in a bit of danger with some of those throws. But if the defense plays the way it does, he doesn't need to do as much as a lot of quarterbacks need to do. So I think they're more within their own right to say they've got a chance of making the Super Bowl because the roster's stacked. McCarthy's finally got over 10 years of mistakes of actually going for it on fourth down. So that's good because, you know, we used to always sort of be a bit conservative. So, um, yeah, I think the general feeling amongst fans are talking after the game is they think they're going to go all the way. 
Well, at least there's one thing consistent within the world today, and that's the Cowboys thinking they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sky, Johnny, thank you very much for joining me. We're going to do a bit of a short show this time because Sky does have a plane to catch. He's got to get back here. He's got to come join me at Tottenham this weekend. Like I said, we will be there. Sky, Johnny, thank you very much for joining me this evening. We'll see you all this weekend, we hope. We'll be at uh, the event at Batsy Power Station as well. Um, the end event there so make sure you keep an eye out for us then obviously we'll be at the game on sunday as well until then enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you all very soon